0: section eighty five of the world war this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the World story volume fifteen the world war edited by horatio w dresser section eighty five russia in revolution 1917 by paul wharton march ten. i went to the principal shopping district in and around nevsky prospect petrograd where i had many errands to do in preparation for my departure on monday the twelfth for the ural mountains notwithstanding my preparation for coming events i was shocked when i turned from the Catherine canal into the nevsky and beheld it filled with long columns of cossacks out in hand a forest of lances the nevsky is a street apart with an atmosphere of its own a thoroughfare for a great human current which undulates over its little bridges eddies about its tawdry shops or flows smoothly past the dowager's red palace while the gardens in front of kazan cathedral form a haven of refuge for those fatigued with midstream. a place of color and life and freedom of movement it suddenly looked still and bleak the wide expanse of well-packed snow had never seemed static before it had been part and parcel of the moving picture cut in swirls by skidding sleighs or whipped up by motor wheels constantly traversed by living things now it looked whiter and wider it glistened and i thought of the snow on the plains the cessation of usual life in the street the disappearance of the cheery overcrowded red trams and the subtlety of the snow all heightened the psychologic effect of impending change as the blank white curtain at a movie drama stands for both the suspense in emotions and the rapid transition of events from the black misery and injustice of the first reel to the red revolt and bright heroics of the second that saturday afternoon on the nevsky was the blank between the reels after watching it all quietly from afar i came down into the picture and mingled with the crowds at the curb where the people pressed by the solid phalanxes of mounted cossacks there was much badinage the omnipresent woman of the working class with shawl covered head and eyes alert was the voice of all the timid or self-conscious onlookers she walked right up to these men of her kind and called out you wouldn't really kill us would you you know all we want is food will you obey those who starve us although the revolution may be said to have started on saturday march tenth real concerted clashes between the troops and the people did not occur until sunday the eleventh i had an engagement for the early afternoon at a friend's across the river leaving the house where mary and i have lived since autumn i found no sleighs in circulation all trams had disappeared the crowds were immense representing all classes and a black stream like an army of ants poured over the Latiny bridge from the viborg manufacturing district beyond the people were expectant and good-natured out to see something like a crowd waiting for balloon ascension the hour of which is uncertain large bodies of cossacks were out either standing at rest or exercising at a walk when i had nearly reached the nevsky sudden commotion ahead and a general scuttling for doorways drew my attention from passers-by the cossacks were charging down the sidewalks on both sides of the street thanks to the fact that nearly all the buildings have wide entrances for vehicles every one found refuge the cossacks passed with a the clatter they made no attempt to touch any one and for the most part kept their faces averted after this there was more excitement but in my crowd at least no show of anger just as if an irresponsible runaway horse had bolted through a densely thronged street i soon turned into nevsky prospect still rather hoping to find a sleigh and keep my engagement at that point there were no cossacks and the situation seemed almost normal except for that evanescent tenseness in the air as i approached the big cross-town street sat i heard a fusillade of rifle shots not far off the pedestrians thinned out miraculously what i saw about seventy feet ahead of me riveted my attention lying on their backs with blood running from their mouths were two young workmen in high boots and black reefers as i stood over them and looked into their unseeing eyes a woman stooped peered into their faces shuddered and said what a shame boys only boys as i left them i saw the cordon of soldiers which had fired the volley stretched across the street at the corner i now had to avoid pools of blood every three or four yards frantic groups in the doorways of little shops told where the wounded were i passed six men wearing green students caps who were bearing over their heads in the street a corpse on a signboard a company of cossacks whirled past and surrounded them presumably to prevent a demonstration farther on a passing limousine was waylaid by men who held the chauffeur and made two occupants get out after which wounded civilians were put in and hurried away i also saw this act repeated with two private slaves by this time i had nearly reached the Sadovaya and was within twenty-five yards of the infantry a bugle was warning the cossacks far down the nevsky i heard a sharp command and saw the men of the cordon fling themselves forward on their stomachs another command rang out the rifles came up as one and as i turned the corner into safety the air was rent with a fratricidal roar the mobs in the side streets were on the qui vive with excitement one began to hear the word revolution and the people who were being killed were called revolutionists during the first part of the day the troops were ordered to fire upon the crowds because they would not disperse but by three in the afternoon the people were firing on the troops not as parts of a large organization but as small and independent groups which seemed to spring up from nowhere by nightfall every one realized that the strikes and food riots had grown into a thoroughgoing revolution and despite the anxiety about the effect of it on the armies at the front nearly every one was glad monday march twelfth was the crucial day of the revolution street fighting assumed formidable proportions early in the morning centering around the government arsenal on latini prospect soon the populace was thrilled by the news that five celebrated regiments had joined the people's cause and were actively opposing the loyal troops some officers were killed others mauled and those who would not come out in open opposition to the government hid themselves away on latini prospect a lively engagement was fought between the soldiers the loyalists lying on their stomachs in the snow while the revolutionists stood erect excited crowds in passages and doorways naturally took the sight of their protagonists even women and children left shelter and walked out calmly under a lively fire to drag back the wounded in spite of earnest protests i went out on foot to keep yesterday's tryst across the river at the farther end of the troysk bridge i encountered a huge crowd held back by police and troops the government had decided to stop the influx of people to the center of petrograd but even here privilege overruled authority and persons arriving in motor cars or sleighs were allowed to pass over the bridge without question from the authorities but there was a question in the common mind and it achieved expression a few moments after i arrived bolder members of the throng scattered themselves back along the car tracks and as soon as a machine or sleigh slowed down on approaching the crowd three or four men leaped aboard rapidly ejecting driver and passengers and appropriating the conveyance to their own ends when returning home at dusk i saw a scene which brought back memories of a tale of two cities kamenostrovsky prospect which is the main artery of that quarter of petrograd beginning at the troysk bridge was literally choked with a great surging mass of revolutionists who had tramped over here from the fighting zone to proclaim victory and to draw all lukewarm persons to their flaming cause it was an earnest serious crowd devoid of ranting or vandalism its temper was that of russian music strength with pathos optimism without joy gray army trucks throbbed in the midst of it loaded with soldiers women and boys bearing crimson banners bayonets were decked with scraps of red bunting and bonfires lit up pale faces and eager eyes now and again a touring car would thread its way nervously through the mob stopping every hundred yards for a student to make a one-minute speech or continuing to bore its way while red cross nurses threw out handfuls of bulletins the socialists got out literature so fast that it seemed as if the pent-up energy and stifled utterances of years were behind their presses strange scraps of paper such as were never seen before in this city floated freely in the air with the headline we asked for bread you gave us lead eventually i wormed my way through the crowd past the beautiful cathedral whose graceful domes looked down with aloof incomprehension upon the drama at their feet until i came out at the troyes bridge i hardly noticed that it was open to all and that the police had disappeared because of the glory of the view that lay before me over my right shoulder the turrets and castellated walls of peter and paul fortress and prison threw their grim silhouette against the dying sun a dynasty gone to rest to the left the sky was all molten gold and forked with giant tongues of flame the high tribunal courts of justice and jails, instruments of injustice in the old order were making room for the new some one had brought in a copy of the first bulletin of the provisional government it started off this way in big type. Izvestia News, February twenty-seven. Footnote, March twelve, new style. in of footnote. The newspapers do not come out. Events move too fast, and the people must know what is going on. Dissolution of the Duma by Nikolai the Second. Decision of the Duma to remain in session. Telegram from Rodzianko head of the new government to the czar the situation is serious the capital is in a state of anarchy the government is paralyzed there is universal discontent the streets are filled with disorderly shooting parts of the army are shooting on each other literally friend on friend it is necessary to find a person who has the confidence of the whole country to establish a new government make haste procrastination means death i pray to god that the responsibility will not fall upon the crowned head a copy of the telegram was sent to all commanders at the front asking them to uphold Rodzianko in his appeal to the czar second telegram from Rodzianko to the czar affairs are worse you must act at once to-morrow it will be too late this is the last hour in which to decide the fate of the country and of the dynasty the revolutionary army accompanied by the armed citizens appeared at the duma at two p m they were met by the deputies and the latter were loudly cheered speeches chief of the artillery factory general martusov is killed the arsenal is under guard of the revolutionists arrest of the president of the council of the empire skrglotbatov former minister of justice committee formed for the maintenance of order in petrograd for the protection of industry and safeguarding the public when we went to bed the sky from our windows was still bright from the fire rifles snapped fitfully and the yelling of bands of hooligans reached our ears through double panes early tuesday morning we no longer considered it safe to stay in our house so we hastily prepared to avail ourselves of an invitation from friends on the french quay motor cars continually sped past decked with red banners and bristling with rifles and bayonets they made a very dramatic appearance with soldiers lying forward on the mud guards and rifles with fixed bayonets protruding in front many open cars had machine guns rakishly trained fore and aft from the tonnots and there was a continual procession of thundering army trucks loaded to the guards with soldiers and civilians armed with drawn revolvers or swords taken from the police later in the forenoon the cadets corps with a band followed by a great crowd marched down the quay as the band struck up the marseillaise hats came off and hundreds of people from all classes joined hands every one wore revolutionary colors the color impression was that of boylston street after a football victory over yale in the afternoon i found a crowd sacking a police station windows were smashed the furnishings knocked about and jubilant people inside were throwing out armfuls of records and letters on the blazing bonfire by the curb later i saw the same thing at the station on fontanka canal everyone seemed to take delight in lugging out his share of the archives they threw them into the fire with a righteous zest as soon as the tide of revolution turned in the people's favor a city-wide police hunt was started out of twenty to thirty thousand police not one was to be seen in the streets during the first two days they were killed on sight by soldiers and civilians alike but forgiveness outweighs lust for revenge in the russian soul and after the first flash of anger the people took their erstwhile tormentors as prisoners the search had many spectacular features including battles on the housetops where groups of police armed with machine guns stubbornly defended their positions against revolutionists on other buildings many of the police and small groups of threes and fours fired on the people from the upper windows of tall apartment houses where they had taken refuge i witnessed an affair of this kind only a short distance from our house i saw a rifle stuck out of a black window and an instant later as i heard the report a piece of a signboard splintered away over my head a passing soldier immediately took up his position at the corner and began firing as fast as he could while i peeked over his shoulder to observe his marksmanship by this time half a dozen soldiers were concentrating on the window from different vantage points while a crowd gathered the police kept if their fire was speared until an armored car came up and gave the window a hail of bullets then a party entered the building and a few minutes later a soldier brushed past me exultantly exclaiming five more taken at midnight march twelfth the executive committee of the national duma was organized under the leadership of michael radzianko president of the duma that committee which became the executive branch of the government of all russia for the time being issued a bulletin tuesday morning outlining its policy admonishing the population to refrain from acts of violence and vandalism and closing as follows in spite of the deep difference of political and social ideals of the members of the national duma constituting the temporary committee in the present difficult moment complete unity has been attained among them before all stands a task which must not be postponed that of organizing the elemental popular movement the danger of disorganization is comprehended by all citizens organize that is the call of the moment in organization lie salvation and force Hear the temporary committee of the national duma on tuesday about two hundred portfolio ministers generals and other officials of the old regime were arrested by the revolutionists including i g Sheglovitov, one of the traitors who left the russian armies without ammunition just before the enemy's advance in poland b v V. Stürmer, former president of the council of ministers who intrigued for a separate peace with germany and major-general chief of police of petrograd also on tuesday there were great jail deliveries all prisoners being liberated indiscriminately estimates of the number vary from ten to twenty thousand all of the prisons except the historic peter and paul were burned by the people a friend of mine met an old white-haired man tottering across the troyes bridge asking questions of all passers-by it seems that he had just been freed from peter and paul after having sat in a dungeon below the level of the neva for forty years waiting to come to trial when a young man he had been put in as a political suspect on wednesday the fourteenth i visited the charred and smoking shell of the courts of justice the courtyard with its trees and walks was crowded with curious people who wandered in and out delving for souvenirs of that which was already a thing of yesterday the grand staircase was entirely wrecked only the lower third of a marble empress remained on her pedestal the blackened torso lay at my feet the imperial head orb sceptre crown among the dbris and the archives were like the mouth of a live volcano going through a dark corridor i reached an inner court next to the prison the street entrance to the latter was closed by the soldiers but i followed a crowd which had just forced an entrance through a high window reached from a woodpile and the roof of a lean-to i shuddered when i found myself inside this great human cage where everything was steel and stone clanked and was cold think of the delirious joy that flew on wings from cell to cell as the revolutionists battered down the gates and flung wide every door i went in scores of cells and in each saw a cube of black bread in each case just a little bitten off the call to freedom had come at the beginning of this simple meal which was never to be finished most of the bread lay dashed upon the floor but some prisoners perhaps hopeless ones thinking the first alarm too good to be true had placed theirs on a shelf i suppose some of us will try to put bread on a shelf when christ is coming those have seen so many overloaded shelves that they have grown sceptical about good tidings eventually i reached the commandant's office which was gutted and wrecked since there were not many bidders for it i walked off with an oil portrait of the emperor under my arm the workrooms were depressing it hurt to look at the well-worn tools i hurried on to the chapel with its shattered door and its byzantine fittings in wildest disarray books vestments and robes were strewn about the floor the marble altar was damaged and the crowd was curiously handling the ceremonial vessels presently a young soldier snatched up a richly embroidered robe and flung it over his shoulders next he put on a long embellished collar and last of all he jammed a battered mitre on the side of his head then he opened the testament and began to intone in a comic bass voice while the bystanders laughed and some chuckled there was nothing vindictive in the young soldier's manner he was perfectly sober but having a great lark a short week ago it would have been indiscreet even to conjure up in one's mind such a picture as that chapel presented the priesthood for the most part minions of the government are conspicuous by their absence during these stirring days it seems here as if the whole world must be topsy-turvy the incredible is becoming a common sight the commonplace has quite disappeared for instance i passed a jolly group of soldiers who were eating and chaffing around a great bonfire on the snow made of piles of gilded imperial eagles and crests of royalty which they had stripped from government buildings and shops which pervade to the aristocracy while order was gradually being restored in some quarters by the hastily organized city militia composed mainly of student volunteers other districts were still being hotly contested wednesday afternoon i walked to the nikolai station great crowds surged back and forth in the wide square like the ground swell of the sea against the massive base of the equestrian statue of that arch reactionary alexander the third the lower end of the Nevsky was in a riotous state sniping from windows was still going on and the police station nearby was in flames i witnessed the exit into the street from the station of some siberian troops who immediately went over to the revolutionists amid wild demonstrations of the people earlier in the week the emperor's regiment and the cossacks who were sent in from tsarsko selo to quell the rebellion went over to the people without firing a shot all of which proves how universal was the spirit of discontent and how deep the longing for a democratic government even now huge crowds are parading the streets singing and bearing aloft enormous red banners with the legend great russia must be a democratic republic end of section eighty five this recording is in the public domain